0: introducing the new remote investor incubator and e-course we had the mastermind and we are going to break off from that being mostly an accredited investor group and i wanted to create something that was helping out the little guy get started the guys getting their first properties and we are calling this the incubator group Get more details at simplepassivecashflow.com slash incubator. But basically what you're doing here is we're getting a group of professionals looking to build your network with others starting this journey to financial freedom. The e-course that's going to accompany this group is going to have eight modules in a closed membership site plus two bonus modules and download kit all geared toward educating the remote investor. In this group, we're going to have bi-weekly Zoom video calls. And if you join up, you're going to get all past turnkey rental recordings. Now these calls are designed to ask whatever questions you have and hear the other questions from other investors in your shoes and we're going to run this like a boot camp style. This is going to be a five month program where we're going to walk you through the best practices for tax and legal as you acquire your first remote rental. We're even walk you through the due diligence and offer process. We're going to have staff membership coordinators for extra support to get you over the sticking points. And to connect you with the right people in the group even if you're shy one of the biggest reasons for joining is access to our ever-changing rolodex of top turnkey companies brokers property managers and insurance companies hey guys we're basically spoon feeding this to you if you've been on the fence and it's time to get your first rental property go to simplepassivecashflow.com incubator and by the way For those accredited investors, we are looking for new members. Go to simplepassivecashflow.com slash journey and join the flagship Simple Passive Cashflow Mastermind there. After the pandemic, it's a new world out there. Having a network around you is so much more important. Shoot me an email at Lane at Simple Passive Cashflow if you're unsure if the incubator or if the accredited mastermind group is for you. But let's get you connected with other people and don't go it alone. Hey, everybody. This is the July 2020 monthly market update. We, where we go over the latest headlines and I add in my commentary on what's been going on in the world of real estate and the macro markets. You guys can check out past uh, episodes at simplepassacashflow.com slash investor letter. But let's start with the giveaway real quick for everybody, I call these the Easter egg. You guys can get access to the COVID-19 response folder. Now I've been kind of adding things to this over the past few months. In there, you'll get the small business uh, administrative loan docs, sample landlord repayment agreements so that you can make deals with your tenants, some small business owner guidelines, and um, great medical paper done by University of Hawaii while on, on COVID-19. Get all that and more by texting the world simple to 314-665-1767 and also introducing the new incubator group for newer investors looking to get their first few remote rental properties or turnkey properties, we pretty much guide you through the process and we put the group around you that's doing the same thing so you can build your peer group network. Uh, Learn more about that at at simplepass.cashflow.com slash incubator. And we are also doing an August 1st full day workshop. We're doing it virtually since uh, you know, kind of coming out of the pandemic here. Some people are still a little afraid of going out in public. So you guys can um, join in. It's about going from 9 30 a.m to 3 30 p.m pacific you can check this out by going to all our events section at simplepassivecashflow.com slash events you guys haven't uh, met me before my name is Lane Kawoka. I still got my professional engineering license and I have a podcast at simplepassivecashflow.com found on spotify google play youtube all of the such If you're not part of our community, check us out on Facebook, Uh, great group on there. And um, I also have a local group here in Hawaii. But let's start with a couple of teaching points. Uh, So here's a little table that I found outlining why all we do passive investing and not wholesaling or flipping. And this is why I love house flippers because they all pay all my taxes for me. They definitely pay their more fair share of the taxes here. So on the left side, you see you know, some of the uh, the taxes that are put forth for rental buy and hold investors, how you can get around the self-employment tax, which is, can be up to 15%, and how you don't have any uh, depreciation with wholesaling flipping, no bonus depreciation there. You know, we're running off almost a third of the building in year one. Can be a huge tax write-off, negative K-1s. Um, you can l- learn more about that. at MopasicCashFill.com slash cost seg, C-O-S-T-S-E-G. And a second teaching point here, this is the difference between the IDLE and the PPP loan. I am currently applying for this, seeing what I'm getting. I think I'm going to be able to get a 3.75 fixed interest rate with a 30-year term, but uh, I don't think I need it. You know, I mean, there's no really sense of taking out a debt if you don't need it. So um, I just kind of did it for the process and kind of let you guys know all about it. And so here's a little table. Again, if you guys are catching this up on the podcast version, we also put this on the YouTube channel. I um, guess you can probably just Google Simple Passive Cashflow on YouTube and you can find our channel. A lot of cool stuff on there. A lot of things that aren't don't find its way to the podcast or the website are put up on the YouTube channel because apparently that's how people find things these days. At least that's how I learned a lot of my stuff these past few years, just Googling it and YouTubing it. So here we get into it. I'm going to kind of go through this pretty rapidly, a lot of news, um, but yeah, let's kind of start off with the uh, the big elephant in the room, which is still coronavirus. This is a uh, article I've been checking that's uh, done by the New York Times, which is the coronavirus vaccine tracker, and they update this pretty frequently. And um, they actually have one approved vaccine approved for limited use now before the last time I checked this last month they had a bunch in phase three and phase two but nothing approved so you know good news moving forward I think Fauci was kind of alluding to something like this coming on the way I I kind of looked at it the way his commentary went but uh good news I mean we're getting there and I think it's happening a lot faster and I hear of all all all, all kinds of investing um, and venture capital, this you know, government funding going to folks expediting this vaccine. One of the big news for those still picking up single family home rentals or loans in their own name. You know, I think a lot of us are kind of getting on the bandwagon of being more of a passive LP investor where the nice thing is you don't need to get the loan in your own name. Um, you know, that's what the sponsors are for to kind of get the na- debt in their name and to run the deal. But if you're still you know, picking up deals on your own and getting those Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac loans, which you can get 10 in your, in your name, 10 in your spouse's name, it looks like they're saying that the debt to income requirements are going away as a qualification criteria. So if, if you've been following out lately, debt to income ratio, I mean, there's a few ways to get there. I really don't know how to calculate exactly, but it's taking a ratio between how much your debt payments are every month and then how much you're able to, which income you're having. This is going away and I, I know some guys who have large mortgages because they live in places like Hawaii or California where you really shouldn't be buying a private residence, in my opinion. And You guys can check out my commentary on that at simplepassivecashflow.com slash home. Very controversial topic, so I'll let that go. You know, especially for the younger folks out there trying to build their net worth over a million dollars. I would say stay away from home ownership. You know, Use your money to invest. Your debt to income ratio goes was really bad because you have this large house that has a big debt payment but a very doesn't bring any income i mean that there should tell you right there that it's not a good thing for your balance sheet but apparently this eti requirement is going away and of course the comments that happen on our facebook pages or different places are you know the world is ending you know that it's the return of the NINJA loans. I don't think that that's the case. These lending standards loosen up very slowly. And this has been happening over the past five years. I've been tracking it very closely. And I'm not getting too excited about this. But you know, it's just a general movement towards opening things up. And this is just a different way of stimulating the economy as opposed to lowering uh, rates. A little report for you, those of you guys living in Southern California, Los Angeles multifamily market is uh, not doing too well. Uh, Less than a month after California's shelter in place order went into effect, LA multifamily data started showing early signs of headwinds. The average rent collected by 10 basis points uh, or contracted by 10 basis points on a three month basis as of March. So if you guys are looking on the YouTube, uh, you guys are seeing the charts up there. Uh, Yeah, not looking good. And this is why I don't invest in primary markets like California in the first place. Invest for cash flow. The next headline, we're talking about the stimulus four is here. The House of Representatives passed the Moving Forward Act. I don't know how they keep coming up with these cool names. So it's an infrastructure rebuilding plan. Uh, More than 2,300 pages if you guys would like to read it all. This explaining exact detail how the one point trillion dollars is being um, spent, but in encompasses all types of infrastructure such as air, air, rail, highways, bridges, transit systems, alternative fuel automobiles, broadband, and all types of energy, schools, housing, water. Now, when I was still in corporate America, I was spending the 2008 stimulus funds which seems very similar to this that was the high-speed rail back then and I'll tell you the money doesn't really find its way into the system into many many years later probably as far as 2012 to 2014 so what is that three four years later or so Uh, but it's still saying should the act passed the senate which is unlikely based on the comments from the senate leadership and those of you guys who are not aware the house controls is controlled by the democrats that senate is controlled by the republicans and a lot of heavy spending acts just don't make it through the republicans but some of the highlights i mean not saying that it's gonna it's gonna be like this exactly but this is the trend right and this is you can kind of see where the puck is moving towards like Wayne Gretzky says, so they're saying new markets, tra- tax credit, national funding would increase to $7 billion from $5 billion. the rehabilitation tax credit application percentage which increased to 30%. This is the one I'm excited about. The renewable energy production credit will be extended through 2026 instead of 2021. We don't know if that means your solar panel cells will be uh, still getting you that credit, but um, you know that's the way they're pushing. And I think how this impacts a lot of us, especially in the mastermind, we talk about you know how to mitigate our taxes a lot. You know, one of the the big ways obviously is you know bonus depreciation by going into good deals that do cost eggs. That's number one. But for those with a active W two income and don't have the real estate professional status, their only options are land conservation easements and oil and gas deals to offset active W two income. Now, you know, I don't really want to go into details on that, but you know, like the land conservation easements are becoming much much more controversial, and oil and gas kind of sucks these days, right? I mean, if you've been watching the news, oil it <laughs> went like negative uh, on the futures or something like that. So the only third way is, you know, these solar energy credits. And um, about five, ten years ago, there was this big thing where you could spend money frivolously. Well, I I don't want to say that word, but people were basically using this as a loophole to uh, get write-offs on taxes. And this looks like potentially one coming. So I would be on the lookout for this. So Procter & Gamble... Sells their headquarters in San Francisco and moves across the Bay to Oakland, which is a trend towards uh, moving to less priced areas. So CBRE came out with a great report. Here are some of their findings. Turnover, which is defined as the percentage of total rented units not renewed each year. I'll repeat that again because it took me a few times to really grasp it. So turnover is the percentage of total rented units. Not renewed each year fell from forty-seven point five percent in two thousand nine to forty-two point one percent in April, the lowest level in twenty years. The uh, decline in turnover has has accelerated due to uh, fewer tenants moving because of COVID nineteen economic downturn. Turnover usually rises each spring, but declined this year due to lockout mandates and economic concerns. So the way this really plays out, you know, I can say like you know through our across our thirty-five hundred unit portfolio right as landlords you're you're kind of I was a little stressed out you know April May collections um, obviously they turned out fine I'm more than impressed with what happened and I'm even more like bullish on multi-family workforce housing right because I think we, we saw halt the strength through a pandemic but what they're saying is you know people weren't moving out because people were shelter, literally sheltering in place and they weren't looking for a new place to stay and landlords and us included, you know, we were very accommodating towards people, you know, but I think turnover should probably pick up here. The South and West regions typically have higher turnover rates, like, and by property type class A assets typically have higher turnover rates. So people have been asking, you know, after the pandemic, what are some changes that are going to be de- designed into houses and apartments? Now, I don't know if this is the case. I think this is just an article made to satisfy a consumer or reader need. But this article is Design Changes for Life Changes, created by John Burns Group. First thing that they're citing is, you know, people are going to work from home. So flex spaces that can accommodate the home officer. So like nooks are, are going to be kind of popping up or they, they won't. I don't, you know, I don't know. Who knows in like six months, maybe everybody's forgotten about this pandemic thing. Uh, I can tell you maybe like six months ago everybody was sort of freaking out about you know workplace or school shootings and they're saying things like oh they're going now they're going to design all these buildings with curved hallways so bullets it's hard to kind of shoot people if you have curved hallways and obviously now nobody cares about that stuff it's just times have changed and people have forgotten people forget very quickly. But anyway, getting back to the article here, so there'll be also changes in the kitchen design. The fewer people are going to want the great big open rooms that the, uh, to include the kitchen, with more now wanting the kitchen to return to having some separation to hide the smells, mess and noise. Garage configurations, now that families will now be able to have fewer cars per person, opening up the garage to multiple configurations Front entry, the public entry will still need great street appeal and allow for secure package drop-off, and I guess, uh, you know, your Uber Eats or your Postmates. But the festival will also need better drop zone area for shoes, packages, leashes, etc. These are called mudrooms, will migrate from colder climates to provide a buffer between the outside and inside. Another thing that's emerging is home management centers. So this is where all the technology is stored, like the Wi-Fi and all the other um, appliance tech items. You know, Think of like your, your battery for your your Tesla home battery system. You have solar power cells. So some people will say the laundry room will kind of hold this type of stuff. And then uh, as far as bedrooms for space efficiency, the guest back bedroom and the home office will likely be the same space for many families or more. Other families, they would prefer a small bedroom for sleeping only, with the square footage devoted to other spaces. Still others will want a larger bedroom that will accommodate even more uses, including TV and watching. And this has been happening the last 20-30 years, where previously you have larger bedrooms, but now the the bedrooms are smaller and then the square footage is being transferred to living areas. If you've been following my journey, I've been selling my initial real property and transitioning into syndication deals lately for a more purely passive investment strategy. One critical part of my portfolio is the American Home Preservation Fund, or what folks in the who we call AHP for short. George Newberry, once apartment owner, operator and mentor to me, is now sponsoring the podcast. His private fund, which by the way, also accepts non-accredited investors, cuts the middlemen out and allows you to invest directly with him to fight the mortgage crisis in America. Join him by purchasing distressed mortgages while getting a double-digit annual return paid monthly. Find something else better out there? Well, let me know. Feel good knowing that you are helping families stay in their home after buying their underwater note at a huge discount. Invest as little as $100 by going to ahpservicing.com slash investors. And if you want the free Burn Zone book, please send me an email at lane at simplepassivecashflow.com. I like to buy stuff. Well, that's a liability. This article came from wolfstreet.com. Sort of alternative news source, but very great, great insight. So they had uh, on the left side here, the cities with the biggest percent increases in one-bedroom rents. Number one was Cleveland, Ohio at a year-over-year change of 16%. Indianapolis was next. Columbus, Ohio, Rochester, New York, Chattanooga, Tennessee, Cincinnati, Ohio, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, and St. Louis, Missouri rounded out the top eight. Uh, a lot of Ohio is there. And then on the uh, right side here, the 17 most expensive U.S. rental markets. Ooh, you don't want to live in the top two. San Francisco, California, New York. And Boston, San Jose, Oakland are the top five. Uh, In there also are LA, Seattle, San Diego, Santa Ana, Honolulu, Hawaii at number 12. And then, um, but the important thing is, the important things that I wanna point out are the big movers are San Francisco number one, San San Jose number four, the most expensive ones. They almost dropped, San Francisco dropped 11.8% median asking rents from a year ago, and San Jose dropped 8%. Now, this is uh, something I've been hearing just from my buddies living in the Bay Area that rents are dropping, and this supports that entirely. You can see number five there, Oakland, California went up uh, 4.5%, even though it's in the Bay Area, but it looks like there's a lot of people just running away from the San Jose's and San Francisco to go to Oakland. And you know that was the the last article we just talked about, right? and gamble moving headquarters from San Francisco to Oakland. I guess the Golden State World Warriors are pretty feeling pretty dumb right now, moving from Oakland to San Francisco. But uh, I'm sure they have the money. I think that's all. That's all been syndicated, and their their model of building the equity for that Golden State World Warriors was all syndicated by big um, passive investors. So that was interesting. I found that out when you know I think there was like that one guy who kind of pushed one of the players during the Toronto Raptors game, and then they said he was like one of the passive investors in the deal. So John Burns comes out with this uh, summary image for the U-Haul report, and the U-Haul report is something we we love to watch. This because the U-Haul report captures where the trucks are moving in you know, the one-way trips. We like the U-Haul report over the van line report because the U-Haul report is sort of the budget way of moving. And as workforce housing class B and C, you know, regular blue-collar folks or folks like myself who are cheap. This is how you move your butt over to the next place you're going to live. And then you hopefully have some beer and pizza for your buddies to help you. So the places that they're moving, of course, the places all in red are in the Bay Area and Southern California. And the green dots are you know, Seattle, Portland, all pretty much all of Texas, a lot of Florida, a lot in the South, Southeast. And they are moving away from again, the Californias and I think believe that Chicago and all in the Northeast. It's all right up. Zumper came up with uh, a lot of great data here on where bedroom rents were tracking. Mm-hmm. Some of uh, the big takeaways here. I mean, we kind of talked about this, but again, yeah, I mean, declines in your your kind of more big city areas. Yeah. Of course, as an investor, you're always looking at the submarket. You know, for example, if you're investing in you know like Dallas, right? I mean, Dallas is made up of couple dozen sub markets so you can't just frankly look at dallas for data great, great place to start but you got to dig in that is if you're a more sophisticated investor if you're not well you should probably just passively invest because this probably ain't the game for you i've kind of got a screenshots of all the data here so if you guys want to check this out on the youtube channel um you guys can check it out there um, but i also put this all my our facebook group and then if you guys want to find me on instagram uh, i'll usually post it on there you guys are first time home buyers and rental property owners don't do it alone make sure you join us on august 1st for the full day workshop you there's the url to register it's a little bit hard to uh, remember but you can find it by just going to simplepassivecashflow.com slash events we're also having a after party in honolulu if you guys can make that and um you know, people are always asking, you know, like they're getting confused by all these masterminds and groups. We have kind of two programs The we, the flagship group is the uh, mastermind and accelerator, which is, you guys can find information at simplepassatcashflow.com slash journey. Now this one's sort of becoming the accredited investor group. Uh, a lot of people are, you know, they've, they've had a little bit of experience with single family homes, but they just want to invest as a passive investor and want to build their network with other accredited investors and learn how to Bet syndication deals. Whereas the incubator group is more of a, a way to you know, get your first rental property, get your feet wet, especially if you're a non incredit investor. And um, there's going to be probably a lot more handholding and uh, granular level tactics and steps to follow in this group that will help people. And this is kind of my, my way to kind of help people get started. I mean, when I got started, there was really nothing. I had to kind of fumble through it myself and I got lucky. I worked with the right people. So moving on on the monthly report, A real page reports as apartment demand rebounds, rent cuts disappear in most markets. So there's a nice little chart kind of showing the action from March, April, May, June. how new lease volume has changed and the executed new lease. Oh, this is kind of funny slide. Well, it's not. It's a bunch of bankruptcies. But so chapter 11, bankruptcy for 24-hour fitness. You know, I think you've been hearing that these guys weren't doing too well. And I think the COVID-19 and all the, the negative laws against, you know, do you need to wear your face mask or disinfect? And they just couldn't stay in business. So they're closing 132 locations, 41 in California and 26 in Texas. And then about a week later, GNC files for Chapter 11 bankruptcy, plans to close 1,200 stores. Now, I don't know if, that, if those two are are related Probably not. That's just a kind of a bad joke. But also at and to close 250 AT&T Mobility and Cricket wireless stores too. So that's pretty much the end of the monthly report. Huh, usually we try and end with something. Well, I guess that was the joke. That was the joke, guys. You know, 24 Fitness closes. Therefore, people can't get their supplements. Well, they don't need their supplements anymore, apparently. But now I'm going to roll into my personal uh, report of what I've been kind of up to this last month. And I split them up into six sections based on the Tony Robbins six needs. And this is the way I check myself every month that I am uh, scoring points where it counts. Because if not, what's the point? The first uh, category here is kind of how did I get growth? How am I working on something getting better? So we closed 140 unit class A apartment in Lake Dallas. It took forever to close this deal because it was a HUD loan. So HUD loans are probably a higher level on the Fannie and Freddie loans. There, we had a 35 and a half year amortization period. When you add it up with the other loans, it was like a 2.9% interest rate. So pretty amazing. And this was an A-class asset. So something I don't really have to worry about. And through pandemic, yeah, this thing cash flows. Number two, contribution. How did I leave the world a little better place? Well, this is the incubator group. And this is the group for those looking to pick up their first few rental properties. I wanted to find a way to fight back against the evil real estate empires out there that will trick people to come to these conferences, teach them how to raise their lines on their credit cards, and kind of swindle them into crappy real estate education that really everything out, out can be found there on the internet, including my own. And um, charge these guys like 20 grand, 30 grand, 40, some even 50 or $100,000 after it's all said and done with all the upsells. Now, financial freedom is not for everybody. But you know, for those willing to put in the work, I think that you know, it can be attainable by everybody, especially for those, you know, hardworking guys and gals in, you know, corporate America. You know, a lot of our folks are hardworking doctors, lawyers, engineers. I see no reason why you can't get financially free uh, in less than 10 years, if you're able to save at least $30,000 from your day job. So uh, if you guys are new to the group, check out the incubator group. Uh, We are starting the next group on August 18th or August 15th. So, if you haven't, this is an application only. So check that out, simplepassivecashflow.com slash incubator. Number three, uh, significance. So I found this little meme out here. It says little wolf leading the pack. And this is the way I've kind of found significance for the stuff I do. This is why I work 12 hours a day, even though I don't need to. It's because to a lot of people out there, they, they'll read a, listen to a podcast or to read a few books and get this idea that there's something better than just going to their work every day. And little do they know, well, most people don't realize how much they're getting screwed over by mutual funds. We're taking about a third of their profits, whether or not the, the price of the stock goes up or down. And for those who do realize this, they start to come into this world of real estate investing, but you need the people and you need the insight and and the stuff that I do is not really that hard, is at least what I think. I mean, it's just stuff I picked up along the way. And you know, it's not too hard to kind of just help people along the way and give back. And you know, that's what the incubator group is. And this is why, how I feel special, I guess. Now, how did I have a little uncertainty in this time? So, of course, the whole coronavirus thing has been uh, um, stressful, I think, for myself and everybody. I, you know, oh, here's the coronavirus tracker. And I had a screenshot of last month's where they were at you can see how th- so much things have changed over the past month in terms of where the vaccines are you know will it be a V b-shaped checkbox u-shape l-shape correction nobody knows um but you know i don't i t- from my perspective i don't really care because you know i mean it appears everybody's most for the most part paying at um places i i'm investing in and you know I know a lot of times this is just a storm. If you can get out, you can survive through it. You'll be stronger at the end. And it's the people who are investing in things like hotel investments or short-term rentals, the Airbnb stuff, or yeah, you know those those kind of sexy boutique, the luxury type of developments. You know those are the people getting killed right now. And this is just a fat cutting time, in my opinion. This is where the workforce housing shines the best. How do I get some certainty this month? Um, Yeah, I've been the trade lines have been chugging along. I mean, I think I make I make probably like a hundred or two hundred bucks every week or two by doing this. I know I'm up to like eleven thousand dollars total doing this. Um, If you guys haven't heard of trade, what the heck trade lines are? So you can add somebody to your credit card as an authorized user. It sounds a little crazy, but look, I mean, I've done my risk analysis, and to me, I think it's a good amount of fruit. Uh, Risk. I have found ways to safeguard myself by putting alerts on the credit cards actually not even activating the credit cards and um been making a nice little side change on the side and I think a lot of people like this because you you just get a notification on your phone that you sold a trade line it might be a hundred or three hundred dollars and it's like it's easy money and you know I heard somebody said that you know when that two hundred dollar Trade line gets sold. They take a hundred bucks and they give fifty bucks to each of their kids. And everybody's having an awesome day that day. So uh, you guys can read more about that at uh, slash Trade line. And uh, last but not least, how did I get a little love and connection this month? Well, I went on a trip. I actually left Hawaii amongst the pandemic and I went to Huntsville. Uh, there we are on the left, um, filming some apartment tours some of the assets we own down there. And um, we went to Dallas, met a lot of you guys out there. I think there were like 25 folks that came out. Um, unfortunately, we all couldn't take a tour because there were some restrictions on how many people could visit, but uh, we all got to meet a lot of you guys in person. That was cool. And then, you know, went up to Cleveland, checked out the uh, the Rockefeller and a lot of these cool places, got to spend time with the wife and, uh, Yeah, that's what it's all about. Go and travel on uh, business expenses. Some new podcasts and articles that I put out this past month. Uh, People really like the David McIlvaney podcast. They were recorded before the pandemic all happened, but uh, a great commentary from a different perspective. I've been kind of following more family office and more industry type of influencers. To me, a lot of podcasts these days are just done by guys who, you know, want to syndicate stuff or really have no experience doing what they're doing. Um, So I've kind of frankly stopped listening to podcasts. You pay for what you get and it doesn't take much to uh, do a podcast. I can do one. (laughs) Number two, legacy. So this is a cool, there's a little... um, download with this one. So if you go to simplepassivecashflow.com slash legacy, there's a net worth tracker on there. But a whole bunch of ideas, especially for those of you guys building your estate trusts, which, um, you know, we try and help folks in our passive investor accelerator for the accredited guys, where a lot of that is, you know, just little ideas you have that you get from your network. Number three, the cons of the burrs. I'm really not a fan of the burrs. Um, You know, it's all the kids doing it. Um, which is great if you don't have a net worth of at least half a million dollars. you know, you got to take some risks. Number four, why would you do a bridge loan in an apartment syndication? There was a, I did a video on bridge loans. Number five, I had Benjamin Hardy who uh, wrote Willpower Doesn't Work. And then he has his book, Personality is Impertinent, Permanent, which uh, he actually sent to me a couple of weeks ago. So that was kind of cool. Great. I think that was a pretty good podcast. I mean, I've been doing a little bit more life, like a donor lifestyle podcast here and there because uh, let's face it, like, you know, once you've listened to a hundred something podcasts, a simple passive cash flow, there's not much to this passive investing thing. Right? I mean, it's more about enriching your life. Um, and then, you know, same thing, the workplace culture and young professional advice, from Peter yarwitz the, the reason I brought him on board was because a lot of um investors that will listen to this podcast are you know older and they have kids so i was trying to bridge the gap between you know their kids and them at least i was trying to and then last and not least but self-directed iras to invest your retirement funds if you guys need a referral to like a qrp solo 401k or self-directed ira let me know um you know there's a myriad of these guys and um you know, everybody kind of uses the same few ones for the most part. There's really no r- real reason to kind of waste time vetting stuff um, down from a list of a hundred. You know, stick, start with the top three and just go from there is my opinion. Some of the barriers that I've been working through. So I came home and, and the state of Hawaii wants to quarantine me for 14 days. So I think I'm on currently day four. I'm in high spirits. I have lots of uh, cold-pressed juices and pre-made meals. And my Unfortunately, my CO2 tank that I make gobs and gobs of soda water every day is, is down. I might have to sneak out of the house and refill my CO2 container. This slide, I usually put what I bought, which are doodads, things that you burn your cash on. But I don't know about you guys, but through this pandemic, I haven't been buying too much stuff from Amazon. I don't know. Let me know if that's the same thing with you guys and uh, some of the lessons learned. So I read this book, uh, Everything is F by Mark Madsen. It's, a, it's kind of a philosophical book that um, he uses the F word a lot, and it's kind of comedic, in my opinion, if you, if you like that type of stuff. And he's, he's a little, um, what's the word, uh, raw and uh, rebellious type, kind of the message of the book. It's a book about hope, by the way, despite the name Everything is F. I think a lot of us realize like there's a lot of media out there and it's designed to kind of put you in a tailspin and keep you glued to the screen. And it's a book that kind of keeps things in perspective. And um, ultimately, we're all here to find the truth, right? So we are doing another book club. I think on October 31st is the next one. And we are reading, uh, What Would the Rockefellers Do? And uh, you guys can sign up for that at simplepassatcashroll.com slash lanehack. And uh, what we do is we just hop on a call once a quarter and talk about the book. And uh, one last Easter egg for you guys, if you guys want to download then I just revised the 2020 buy and hold analyzer for single family homes in Excel or Google sheet format. You the people, the reason why people like it is like I put down all the expenses you should have for your rental property. And there's some footnotes and some guidelines, what it should be. So that's a, $1,553 value all for you for free. Just have to text simple to the word simple to 314-665-1767. Check out the other too much good stuff on the website. And remember this is just a uh, infotainment podcast and um, we'll appreciate you guys kind of uh, supporting the show for this long. And if you guys have any other uh, questions, shoot me an email at lane at simple cashflow.com. And if you haven't gotten on the phone yet, uh, let's set up a call and uh, let's get to know each other a little bit better. And I'll see you guys next time. Bye. The content found here is just my opinion and things change, and I reserve the right to change my mind. Above all else, do your own analysis and think for yourself because in the end, you are the only person who is going to look out for your best interests.